Hey, this is Dale Calvert. Thank you for being here. I sincerely appreciate it. Let me ask you a question. Can we get really real in this session? I mean, can we get really down to where the rubber hits the road? If you're a value-focused person who takes responsibility for your progress in life or lack thereof, a, a person who has conquered fear or is getting up every day and conquering their fears, someone who is determined to stay uncomfortable and move your life and your business forward for reasons that are bigger than yourself. And again, there's a lot to unpack with all this for sure, but I mean, nothing, nothing great happens when you're in a comfortable state. You only reach your full potential when you can get in the habit of keeping yourself uncomfortable. So, if that's you, if I'm describing you, if everything that we've talked about up to this point really describes you, that you're focused, dedicated to moving your life forward, your businesses forward uh, for reasons bigger than yourself, then I just want you to know that the opportunity does exist to put your talents with the right company, the right team, and win, win at levels in network marketing that most people don't feel even possible today but as i see the market my humble opinion there's only one opportunity that exists at this time and place and moment in history one company where that can be where that can be done the transfer portal is open it's open the question is do you have the desire and if you don't, I respect that. But do you have the desire, the wisdom, and the guts to walk through the transfer portal? That's what we're going to talk about on this session of the MOM Success Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. This podcast is for, this session is really for established network marketing leaders or those that are well on their way. Uh, if you're a sports fan, then you're familiar probably with the college sports transfer portal that is now available to all college athletes. Uh, in the past, if you wanted to change to another company, you could declare that you're making the move and then you would move and then you have to sit out a year and lose a year of eligibility before you could play again. So it was really unfair to the college athletes, especially when coaches could move around freely, but the athletes couldn't. And, you know, they had to get some type of special accommodation or whatever if they wanted to, to move and, and play 
uh, for another team, but that no longer exists. And it's really changing the whole landscape of college athletics, and it's going to continue to do so. Uh, you've probably seen the Dr. Pepper commercials many times over the past football season, if you watch any football on TV at all. And if not, I'm going to play one for you right now. I'm going to leave a link in the description so you can actually see it because it's really kind of funny. Uh, so I'll leave the clip on YouTube where you can actually watch it. But I think it's hilarious. But it really does speak to the mental state of most people today, how most people are really thinking about success and moving forward and so on and so forth. So let's take a quick listen. On a spooky fan's note by Dr. Pepper. Sheriff, come quick. Rico's about to enter the transfer portal. Rico, you don't need to transfer. You've seen the latest depth chart. I'd be lucky to play it down this year. But you're only a sophomore. There's still time. Rico's time is now. You know, I never really saw much upside with Rico. Hey, anybody need a punter? We're good. Oh, brought Dr. Pepper. Welcome to stay. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. <laughs> okay, so that that's it. The basic the basic storyline is kids a sophomore's leaving because he's not getting playing time. He's too low on the death chart. He's not gonna get to play, so he's going to go somewhere where he can play and then so he jumps through the portal and of course they say, Well, I didn't see much potential in him anyway and then as they're getting ready to leave a kicker uh appears in the transfer portal and says, Hey, does anybody need a kicker? and they said, of course, you know, no, we don't need a kicker. And then he says, but I brought Dr. Pepper. And, oh, welcome. Welcome to state. <laughs> so it's a funny, very creative commercial. But just to kind of paraphrase things, I mean, when when you sit back and look at it, it's kind of what happens in the profession now. It's like uh, people will take – it's like most teams, It's like our most organizations, it's like – Somebody appears in the portal, you know, they're a one-legged kicker. <laughs> but it, it's like, well, they'll probably stay on auto ship for a few months. So welcome to the welcome to state. Welcome to the team. Welcome to our social club where anybody and everybody is accepted. And a lot of times people are not patient enough, long enough, in the right cultures or environment, and they end up leaving. I mean, one of the stars on Alabama this year you know, sat on the bench for three years, but this, it was his time and, and did phenomenal. Uh, so there is something to be said for patience, but in this session, again, I just want to really get real because the podcast session, this session is for network marketing leaders that are putting up a good front right now. And that's a lot of people in this profession. They have leadership titles Maybe they've had them for years, and they're putting up a, a really good front right now. But they're really living in what Henry David Thoreau called a state of quiet desperation. Thoreau said that most people live in a state of quiet desperation and then die with their music still in them. And if we just stop and think about that, most people live in a state of quiet desperation and then die with their music still in them. What what was Thoreau trying to tell us? I mean, it, what was he trying to tell us? What was he really saying? 
why would people live in a in a state of quiet desperation? Because to change is extremely difficult for most people. Most people don't have the guts to change. Most people don't have the guts to try to pivot. They just don't. So they stay in a state unhappy, unfulfilled, knowing there's little, if any, upside potential. But because they've worked so hard for so long and they've got to a certain level, they just decide to, you know, ride it out, so to speak. You know, and I've been talking about this whole concept for years, probably 30, 40 years ago. I heard a story and I've, I've told it multiple times on many different training videos over the years. I'm not going to tell the whole story because I know most of you probably heard it, but the story about the, the eagle egg that gets blown out of the nest and ends up in the chicken coop and being hatched by the, by the chicken, by the chickens and raised by the chickens and how the little eagle always felt like there was more inside of him that, the, that he could do more. And, you know, he always wanted to fly. He would see his brothers and sisters in the sky flying around. And he always thought, man, that would be so phenomenal if I could fly. And the little, the little chicken grew a little bit older and a little bit older and a little bit older. And he eventually died and he never flew. He never flew. Why? Because quiet desperation keeps people in their comfort zone. It keeps people from breaking out, taking chances, and making changes. If you're a value-focused person, and and I just want to break this down again because it's real important. I want to get into some detail. And I, when I say value-focused, I mean that you understand what Zig told us, that success is in helping other people get what they want. You can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And I know some of you are living that every day. Some of you are trying to live it, trying to focus on that. Understand it's not about your house, your car, or your whatever, your toys. It's about impacting other people. And that success, and especially in network marketing, is 100%. 100% of your success is going to be dependent upon the success of your team. And some of you get that, and some of you get that at different levels, but some of you really get that. And if that's you, and you're somebody that takes responsibility for your progress in your life and all aspects of life, or lack thereof, then you're, you're, you're a good member, you're a good potential member of state. Let's just put it that way. Come, you're welcome to join state, state university, whatever it is, and the doctor. Pepper commercial. But if you're a person who's conquered fear or, or works on getting up and conquering it, conquering it daily and, and winning the, the, winning the day every single day, that your focus is on improving, growing, becoming all you can be, progressing as much as you possibly can every single day. If you're someone who's determined to keep yourself in a state of uncomfortableness because you know that creates growth. And that there's more to life than your personal reasons. Your personal reasons are extremely important, but you know, being part of something bigger than you are means something to you. Uh, the opportunity does exist to put your talents here. Here I am. This is the path I've walked to this point. Put your talents in the marketplace with the right company, the right team. And sincerely, 
there's one opportunity, I believe, that will allow you to win at levels that most network marketers don't even believe is possible today. And as I see it, uh, if you're ever going to run again, now is the time. The trans, the transfer portal was open. And again, the question is, do you have the desire? Some of you may, some of you may not, but do you have the desire, the wisdom, the understanding, the ability to be able to really look and see what you're looking at? Distinguish the difference between, you know, a Me Too product or company or opportunity and something that is truly unique and, and cutting edge and offers unbelievable upside income potential, the the kind of income that was talked about in the mid-90s in this profession, do you have the ability to, do you have the desire and the ability to, the wisdom to be able to see opportunity that is unique? Most people have a problem understanding that which they've never seen before. So they try to put it in a category that that makes sense for them to be able to think about. And when you, when we're presented with something that we've never seen before, then we try to put it again in a special box. And sometimes, not very often, but every now and then, something comes along that is just sincerely outside of the box. And when you find that, the last question is, do you have the guts to walk through the transfer portal? Do you? Look, Kentucky is not for everybody. You say, Dale, what the heck does that mean? Kentucky is not for everybody. Well, let, let me try to expand a little bit. The first thing Coach Calipari says to any, any, any player that he's recruiting, the first thing that comes out of his mouth is Kentucky is not for everybody. Look, you, there's plenty of schools because we only, we only recruit top talent. Kentucky only recruits top talent, talent, and I'm talking about basketball at the moment. But we only recruit top talent. We are Kentucky. We're the winningest program in the universe and and college basketball history. Uh, We've got more people in the NBA than any other college by far, and so on and so forth. So Kentucky is picky, and Kentucky is not for everybody. And it's like if you want to go to – LSU or Alabama or somewhere or Ohio State and, you know, shoot the ball 30 times a day, uh, 30 times a game and have the entire offense run through you and you be the man, then this is not the place for you because Kentucky understands the whole concept of team and together everyone achieves more. And that's coach. Cal's philosophy. It has been his entire coaching career. And so he gets it. We got the best opportunity. If you want to fulfill your ultimate goal and go to the NBA, we have the, we're the, we're the program where you need to be. And if you don't, and if you want to be the man, then go somewhere else and do what you do. And we, and we're going to wish you the best of luck, but that's not what we're about. So when I say Kentucky's not for everybody, that's really the philosophy that I've always had building teams. I'm not looking for everybody. I'm looking for the right person at the right time in their life. And usually that, for me, was finding somebody that was career frustrated. They had a business they didn't own, the traditional business, the business owned them. They were spending too many hours a week or somebody that's caught in a cubicle or what have you. Career frustrated people. That, in my mind, has always been our market. 
And I just hope if you're listening to this podcast, maybe somebody sent this to you. I hope that you will consider the fact that I'm sincerely uh, not saying this or anything that's coming out of my mouth. It's not about me. Kentucky doesn't need you. Truth. Kentucky doesn't need you. So it's not about me. I don't give a flying flip if you agree with what I'm getting ready to share, some of the facts, or you don't. I I really don't. It's not about me. It's not about the team member that shared this podcast with you. It's not. Uh, I'm going to do my best to communicate right now but my hope is that some people will just come up on this podcast, you know, years down the road at a time when they needed to hear what I want to share. And they will find this at the right time and place in their life and in their business. And I believe that will happen. And I believe there'll be some people that will listen to this next week that will feel like, hey, this was the right message for me at the right time. I don't, I, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other. Kentucky doesn't need you. And, and I don't mean that, you know, the way it comes off. I sincerely don't, but I've been around the game long enough. I know what to look for. I understand what has to line up. Uh, I've learned more in the last two years than the 20 years previously, not the first 20. I learned a lot in the beginning, but I've learned a lot in the last couple of years being in the marketplace every day, recruiting, talking with people, talking with prospects for team members, and, and really getting a feel for what's going on in, in the marketplace today. I, I'm out there every day. There's probably nobody in the profession that is in the field communicating, talking with different people as much as I am on a daily basis. So I don't stay in a cocoon. I, I really don't. So that's not where I'm coming from. Uh, I understand that real entrepreneurs are consist, constantly growing, expanding their comfort zone. They're getting better. They're open. They can see both sides of issues and so on and so forth. So on and so forth. So when 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 someone has a network marketing leadership title, uh, they usually don't pivot because network marketing teams are about developing relations to, about developing relationships. So I understand a lot at this time in my life that I didn't a few years ago, and I really never understood the concept that leaders pivot uh, because most people in network marketing fall in love with their business and definitely with their team members. But, but in the real world, real entrepreneurs are constantly growing, expanding their comfort zone, striving to become better. But as a general rule, when someone has a network marketing leadership title, they don't pivot because network marketing teams are devout, teams are about developing relationships. And note, I didn't say network marketing recruiting is about developing relationships. I don't believe network marketing recruiting is about developing relationships. I believe network marketing recruiting is about getting through the numbers and trying to find the right person at the right time in their life, somebody that's career frustrated uh, in their corporate job, somebody that's in a factory and, and sees no way to advance through 
through the ranks of that factory or someone that is in a network marketing company, maybe been around for a year, two, three, five or longer, but never really progressed. And they're realizing that, hey, you know, 99% of the market has already heard about it works or whatever company they might be involved with. And I need, you know, this is not going to, it's not going to work for me. I understand why it worked for people that got here in the beginning and had teams to, to, to bring with them, but that's not me. So again, there's a lot of different factors. Uh, I feel like my job is just to make sure that I have the best program available in the marketplace, period, end of story, that offers the, the, the best upside financial potential for people uh, that we communicate with and people on our team. That's it. That's my job, to find the very best. Because I understand if I have that, that over time you attract quality people, quality human beings. And just hanging out because, uh, you know, I joined a company 14 or 15 years ago and I have a lot of relationships I get that that's built into our DNA as human beings, but it's not normally a good business decision. You know, I've heard many years, if the horse is dead, get off it. Get off it. And that's very hard for people with leadership titles and established long-term companies to ever do. But Elon Musk, you know, he sold out his interest in PayPal and he moved on. He moved on. And, and just for the record, I'm not an Elon Musk fan. But he's a great example of the point that leaders pivot. Uh, I don't know you. I don't know your personal situation. And quite frankly, it's none of my business. I understand that I am a warped human being. I am because I just sincerely love playing the game. I love playing the game of building businesses. And I really love building teams. And I have consciously made the decision a few years ago uh to play the entrepreneurial business building game as long as I can. You know, I made the decision many, many years ago to stop playing sports in the sports leagues that I played in as a young adult. I made the decision to stop doing that way too early in my life, way too early. So a few years ago, I decided I'm going to play in the entrepreneurial game as long as I can uh, because I'm not going to make a bad decision like that again. I'm not going to be sitting in a nursing home one day with a, in a state of wistful regret thinking, why did I quit playing the business game? I loved it so much. And I could quit right now, and Don and I could go back uh, into our coast mode like we've been for many years and chill. But I know that would lead to wistful regret for me personally down the road. And, you know, I've decided personally that I'm going to play the game every day to the best of my ability as long as I physically and mentally am able to play. And and I think there's many other people out there like me that have that same feeling, that same drive, that same juice. There's still gas in the tank. And I, and I think, uh, you know, that as as entrepreneurs, we've been sold that success is some magical place on a beach where you do nothing and worry about nothing and sit back in a in a in a, in a beach chair and uh, sip drinks with umbrellas in them all day. And, and it, if if you really think that's what it is, I would ask the question: Do you have kids? 
Do you have kids? Because if you're a parent, you understand that there's always going to be concerns and worries with your children the rest of their life. I mean, uh, when, when, when I'm, when I'm, you know, 98 and Brittany is 68, you know, I'm still going to be concerned about her, even if she's 68 years old. And, and I think a lot of you parents understand exactly what I'm saying there. So to me, success, and again, I've said this many times on this podcast, but success is living your life, working towards worthy goals. Once you reach those goals, you're no longer a success unless you set new ones. And, you know, I, I'm somebody that my, my reality so far surpassed my expectations when I first got involved in, you know, team building and what we were able to do and the amount of income that we were able to make and the places we've been able to travel all over the world was nothing that was even on my radar when I started back in the early days. So I'm very thankful, but I have also remind myself daily that Jim Rohn said the secret to success is to be able to combine thankfulness with ambition. Combine thankfulness with ambition. And I, I want to live, my, I want to die an ambitious person that would, that would serve me well the rest of my life if I pass on as an ambitious person. So, Real, real fulfillment, as far as I'm concerned, really comes on what, how you're able to give back. And a lot of people talk about that, and a lot of people don't believe it because a lot of people are not value focused. A lot of people are really focused on them and themselves and their toys, and, and that's okay. They'll either grow out of that or they won't. And if they don't, they will. They will end up with a different kind of wistful regret one day. But for me, it's been built in my DNA. It's the way I've been my entire life. And that's where real fulfillment comes from. It, it's the value you provide to the market that you serve. So most experienced network marketers over the years have built their incomes to a very comfortable level. And what I see today, especially over the last five years or so, is they're just, they're really trying to, uh, hang on desperately to hold on to what they built because they're seeing the dissipation uh, of their organizations because they're not deep enough. They're not, you know, around the world. They're they're too centralized and they're not deep enough. And and when you're in that situation, uh, eventually the the attrition starts catching up. And it's not, there's no, you know, debate that network marketing as a whole has been on a downhill slide for over ten years. You know, as far as the growth and popularity of building a network marketing team. So it is what it is. And, you know, that's why I've tried to always teach our leaders until you're in a situation where you don't need the check from the company to live a comfortable life, you've not made it yet. Network marketing, the beautiful part about network marketing, gives you excess income that you can invest in income-generating assets, whether it's hotels or duplexes, or, you know, whatever, you know, precious metals, anything, income generating assets that, that you can use, uh, to live on, to live a comfortable life with, to live on income generating assets. 
you know, okay, I bought this rental property 33 years ago. It's 100% paid for. If I wanted to, I could go in and refinance that whole, that whole, uh, that entire uh, single family home and, and pull out the $193,000 it's worth and live on that and just let my renters continue to pay the, the mortgage payment on, on the refinance on that. And it, and that's with one. But what if you have 19? And again, you could, we could go on and on and give different some scenarios. The bottom line is in network marketing, the beautiful part about network marketing or any other business vehicle is it gives you a chance to put yourself in a situation where you can live on income generating assets, not cash flow from your business. And a lot of network marketers have done that over the years. And if I'm talking to you and you're comfortable and you, you don't have any desire to build big again and you understand your company has come and gone and the wave has already hit and, you know, it's flatlined and you're okay if it goes to zero, but you love the people and you love the team, then I'm, I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. I, I, I sincerely don't. I mean, I respect that. I, I sincerely do. Uh, and then there's some of, some people that got involved in network marketing. They, they got in a toy stage and couldn't get out of it. And now their income is, is dropping and has been for a few years and they're starting to feel nervous about it and for good reason. And then there's others that say, look, Dale, I'm doing okay financially. Everything's fine. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm tired of beating my head against the wall. I mean, I still have fuel in the tank. I want to find something that gets me pumped up, fired up, excited, and, and building, you know, I want to see if I can build it bigger than I ever have. And then there's many people that the whole start of, of the, the whole thought of starting over, uh, just is unbearable to them. And what they don't understand is, uh, you know, you, you can start over, but you're not starting over at, at, at Podunk College, you know, trying to figure out what a pick and roll is. You're starting at the University of Kentucky, the winningest basketball program in the world, or wherever you choose to go. Because if you have an, a large organization and you've been around and you have some experience, then you will be looked on as a very valuable player in the transfer portal. And you can have your choice and you can go wherever you want to go. And if you want to go to the University of Kentucky, yes, there'll be competition, but there, you know what? You might be able to, to, to go and play under one of the a Hall of Fame basketball coach. And again, I'm putting it in a sports metaphor here, but you kind of get the idea. So leaders, where are you? I mean, where are you really? Where are you really? Are you stuck in this? I got to start all over with the pick and roll and, you know, Podunk College. Are, are, are you really understand the value you can provide to the marketplace, even if you're really not in touch with all the technical advancements that have happened over the last, you know, 15, 20 years? And many have apprehension about the future. There's a lot of people that are kind of in that that mode. They have a lot of ap- apprehension about the future. They, they're uncertain about their company. They're afraid their company's going to sell or split or whatever. Uh, they're, they're beyond uh, doubtful about the future of the profession. And, and the general chaos in the world around us 
you know, they understand things are changing really quickly and they feel like they're missing something. They can't believe, you know, that network marketing has become the goat rodeo that it's become today and so much misinformation, obvious misinformation, 100% contrary to wisdom of the ages principles has been propagated in this profession to the point where it's like mainstream business practices and they're confused and aggravated and frustrated and, and they're, you know, they made 22,000 last month. But five years ago, it was 38,000. So there's concerns there. And again, I don't know where you are. I, I don't know where you are. It's none of my business, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to let a lot of leaders know you have a lot of value. Yes, the game has changed, but you know, you can still win if the, if the stars line up. So in my professional opinion, there's only one opportunity in the market that exists right now today that provides newbies and not 70% of newbies because 70% of newbies don't need to be involved in network marketing or any other business model. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about what I've talked about for 25 years. I'm talking about the 27 percenters. I'm talking about good, honest, hardworking people that are teachable and willing to go to work and understand there ain't no foo-foo dust. There's no lottery ticket. There's some skill sets and mindsets that must be developed that they probably don't have when they enter the profession, and they're willing to put in the time, energy, and effort to internalize the right skill sets and mindsets that will progress them forward and help them achieve whatever goals, dreams, desires that they have. That's what I mean when I talk about good people, 27 percenters. But they are newbies. And, you know, I believe there's one opportunity in the marketplace today that provides newbies the opportunity to start from scratch and create a 250000 income. You know, we used to always talk about $100,000 a year, but that doesn't get it done today. I mean, that was 30 years ago, so I believe the new standard should be a quarter of a million a year, and I believe that there's one opportunity in the marketplace, my personal opinion, but today that newbies, the right type of newbies, which I've already described, can create a 250000 plus income within three to five years and experienced team members like many of the people that hopefully will be listening to this can, can, can earn millions, and I believe that. And, and if that type of opportunity does not exist, then why would anybody be involved in network marketing? I mean, really, your time is the most valuable asset that you have. Do you want to spend it in some, you know, your Etsy uh, store where you can sell your crafts one at a time? Or do you want to be able to duplicate yourself through the efforts of other people, as J. Paul Getty said, and create wealth? What do you really want to do? Because it's the same time. You can put the time into, you know, little projects that will make you a few hundred extra dollars a month, or you can build a, a financial future that could could replace your current income, create financial independence if you invest properly and buy a duplex or something, and and ultimately, if you want to create financial uh, legacy wealth. I mean, that's available. Those opportunities are out there. Why would you spend time anywhere else? Well, Dale, my team, my team. Yeah, if you really love your team, the best move you can make is make is walk through the transfer portal and bring as many of your leaders with you. That's the truth. That's the truth. I know people don't want to hear that. Uh, and, and that goes against, you know, mainstream MOM 
philosophy, but I believe that. I've always believed it. I've never not believed it. Say, well, Dale, what do you do when people come after you? Take all you can take. Take all you can take. Because I know the culture that we're, we will always be, we will always create. It's based upon wisdom of the ages principles that help people progress. And I'm always going to be involved with what I know to be the number one opportunity within the profession, or I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get emotionally tied at this point. So, and if there's something else better for people, my, 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 I hope they, they join, join and do phenomenal. I really do. It doesn't matter. I'm not, you know, poaching distributors and all this crap. It are terms and, and philosophies that have been made up by weak leadership. But they don't exist in the real world. They don't exist in the real world. The real world, that's just part of being in business. And I accept that. So if you're an experienced network marker, you know, you understand that any given time in history, there was one company that was looking back was obviously the best opportunity in the marketplace at that time. We can look back and, you know, it's obvious the years that Herbalife was the best or A.L. Williams or NSA, and the list goes on and on. It's pretty obvious at any given time in history, there's always one opportunity that provided the most opportunity, upside potential for the most people. And I think you would also agree that the more credible the company, the less of an upside financial opportunity exists with that company today. I mean, it's just an undebatable law. That's true. The more credible, longer it's been around, the less of an upside financial opportunity exists today. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about, you know, Shackley or It Works or Longevity or Rodan and Fields, Melaleuca, USANA or Legal Shield. And the list goes on and on and on and on. It doesn't really matter. The more, the longer they've been around, the less of an upside potential exists with the company. And there's dozens more. You know, I just, those just off the top of my head. I mean, so why do people beat their heads against the wall trying to promote these types of opportunities? I mean, really, why would anybody try to promote Mel Luca today? If you can't retire from what you've already built, why would you continue to try? Because you're trying to replace that, which is diminishing. There's no real upside opportunity for new people. We all know that. But we get in a place where we're comfortable. The ownership in our mind is reliable. Uh, we have what we feel like are obligations to our team members. And I've already discussed what, if you really love your team, the best move you can make, and, and so on and so forth. And again, we don't like change. We want to stay in our comfort zone, and all growth occurs outside the comfort zone, but we like staying in our comfort zone. And, you know, I, I understand it. I get there. I was there most of my career. And then I finally realized that real leaders – Pivot. Real leaders pivot. So, leaders, here's what I want to attempt to communicate to you guys. The transfer portal is open for you now. Just for just so I can brag about my Kentucky Wildcats and Coach Calipari. Uh, Let's just take a few minutes and and let's let's look at the value the transfer portal has provided college sports 
And when you look at it from a ports, uh, sports perspective, I feel it provides us real benefit. And we can really learn a lot from it, in, even in the network marketing world. See, here's the bottom line. Talented players can become get involved with the right team at the right time and the right coaching staff, and they can come together and reach their ultimate goal. Okay, talented players come together with the right team, right coach, right coaching staff, right systems in place, and ultimately reach their ultimate goal. And, and as it relates to basketball, what is the real ultimate goal in basketball? And for most college players that, that have aspirations of playing in the NBA, it's not getting to the NBA or it's not being recruited in the NBA. It's about the second-year contract in the NBA. The second year is where you earn all your money. Yes, if you're elite, you know, you're going to get major upfront signing bonuses and all that. But how many people have signed one-year contracts in the NBA that are broke today? Many, too many, far too many. So it's about the second-year contract. And when we look at Kentucky, I mean, for over 70 years, Kentucky, you know, has led – been the, the the leader without question sending the most players into the NBA. I mean, this year at the start of the season, uh, you know, there was 28 players on different rosters from the Kentucky Wildcats playing in the NBA. And throughout history, they've sent over 122 different players to the NBA. And since Calipari's been there, it's been unbelievable. And if you, if you allow me, I'm just going to drive a couple points home that I think will really, uh, be beneficial and really kind of help you understand that how valuable this is, uh, getting with the right team at the right time, the right coaching staff, uh, in history. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about the transfer portal for basketball or the transfer portal for network marketing. There's, there's value in timing. There sincerely is. I mean, I remember when Kentucky, you know, the first game of this year, we played Duke and Madison Square Gardens, and there's all this fanfare around it and build up for it. And I don't know, I think we lost by maybe 10, 9 or 10. I don't really remember. And Don said, are you really disappointed? I said, no. I said, how cool will it be? How cool will it be if Duke can make it? to the Final Four and the final game in March, how cool would it be to beat Duke in the finals of March Madness? How cool would that how, It couldn't get much better than beating Duke in the final final game in March. And she looks at me like she always does, like I'm crazy. But, see, I, I, I see behind the curtain. I, I really do. And, and I know Calipari is just genius. He, he sincerely is. And, and I didn't like him at all when he came to Kentucky. I couldn't stand him, as a matter of fact. Uh, I didn't understand him. And it was because, you know, uh, and I was guilty of seeing his confidence as arrogance. And there's a difference. When you really listen to the guy, he's very humble. I mean, he's very confident. But, again, most people of genius have a lot of yin and yang. And, and it's hard to tell the difference sometimes because they kind of run together. 
but the guy's a genius. And you can go back and look at his career and look at how he's treated his players, which is the most important thing to look at, and how his how his players love and respect him. Look at when he went into the Hall of Fame. There's a, a, a special on Netflix or somewhere that whole hall hall of fame introduction and he was on stage and had all these players from uh many different teams he's coached over the years and it it was good it was good stuff i mean he is who he is and and people don't quite know how to take him even me and many people in kentucky don't understand how to take him there's a lot of old timers don't like him and that's fine that's fine because you know what he doesn't give a flying flip (laughs) he could care less he could care less. He's not there to, to blow smoke at, at, uh, alumni or, or he's going to get along the best he can with, you know, the, the, uh, people within the university, the leadership within the university. He's going to do his very best, but he's, he's always going to say what he, what he believes and he just does and i was watching kentucky last night they played alabama and i was watching them and you know one of the commentators i can't remember which one it was but he's talked about how really calipari is just he's presidential i mean he's he talks about how he gets the most out of everybody and helps everybody grow and learn and get better and how much better these kids come how how much better they get over time playing in under his systems and uh, how at Big Blue Madness, which they do every year to kick off the basketball season, how he comes up and fires up the, the crowd and the players and everybody about the upcoming season and how he does it with, you know, no teleprompters, just comes straight from his gut, straight from his heart. And he does. And he always has. You know, and, and if you believe in what you're saying, you believe in what you're doing, you don't need teleprompters. And I'm not, you just don't. So they talked about how he could, you know, he could be the head of any Fortune 500 company, the CEO, because he's such a master at understanding people and helping people grow, learn, and become the best they can be on the basketball court and in life. I remember several years ago, one of the sports shows I listened to, and they were kind of making fun of him. They said, you know, when he first got here, it's like the guy was a, 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 walking, talking, speaking, motivational book. It was like, you know, all his cowisms. And he said, over time, I've realized, you know, that he really believes what he's saying. He's not just saying it because he thinks it's not coach speak. It's because it's it's philosophies and concepts and ideas that he really believes in. And he does. He absolutely believes this stuff. And again, I think all successful people in all walks of life and every endeavors come to the same conclusions. I've always believed that. I don't care what kind of entrepreneurial journey you're on or sports coaching journey you're on. Uh, all self-made people come to the same logical conclusions. And, you know, he grew up in a blue collar, in a blue collar family in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and started as a assistant coach. Sleeping on uh, uh, a graduate assistant, unpaid graduate assistant, sleeping on the floor just so he could pursue his dream. I mean, you follow the path of this guy and you start to understand why he is what he is and why he comes from where he comes from. And daggone it, there's nobody else that's put as many people in the NBA as he has. I mean, really. And I think the thing about Cal and that people need to really understand is he's visionary. 
you know, people are giving him all kinds of, of crap for the one and done, you know, and when he came from Memphis to Kentucky, you know, he brought John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins with him. They had both signed with him in Memphis. Now think about this. John Wall, which was the number one pick in the draft, and then Marcus Cousins, which I think was number three or four that year, after their freshman year, they were both one and done. But they had committed with Cal to Memphis. And when Cal took the Kentucky job, which Kentucky was in shambles at the time, it was all messed up, and Cal took the job, DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall came with him. Why? Because they understood the value of the coach. It wasn't about Memphis versus University of Kentucky. They would have been wherever Cal was. Why? Because they understood they understood the relationship they had with the coach. And, and again, I could go on and on. I'm not going to talk about the last 10, 12 years Cal Perry's been at Kentucky and all the ones and dones have come through that program. I'm not going to, but I do want to, I want to make a real important point. If you just hang in here with me, I know some of you can't stand sports or basketball, but I look at last year's team. Last year was the COVID year and it was the worst record I can remember as a Kentucky basketball fan. We were nine and 16 and we could never get over the hump. We couldn't. We could not get over the hump. And most players that are most people that follow the program very closely would tell you that we just had a lot of players that thought they were better than they were and didn't take coaching real well and had a lot of other voices in their ears saying, you need to shoot more, you need to do this, you need to do that, which most of these 18-year-old kids have that. They've had it their whole life, which, again, it's amazing how Cal can, what he can do as far as putting teams together, you know, where they're all working together. But I look and I look at Brandon Boston. He was post, He was like a top-10 recruit in the five-star McDonald's All-American, blah, blah, blah. And today he's, uh, in the, in the G League somewhere, bumming around. Maybe he'll make it eventually. He had an unbelievable amount of talent. But, and I look at, uh, 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 Olivier Saar and, uh, again, it's kind of the same thing. Isaiah Jackson, Jackson, two or three years under Cal, that guy would have been a lottery pick in, in the NBA. And again, these guys, those were the three, three of the three of them that left early and nothing's happened. I hope them the best, but they couldn't take coaching. Uh, they had a bad attitude. They were not team oriented. They were very me focused. And it, at least that's the way it, it appeared, uh, from the outside looking in. And now look at the, who was the number one scorer last year? Damian Mintz. Grad student. Grad student. Why did he come to Kentucky? He was, he was thankful to be there. He was thankful to play under Cal. He could have went, he could have left last year after last year and played professionally somewhere. Maybe not the NBA, but he definitely was going to play professionally somewhere. Uh, but he saw the value in coming back and playing again this year under Calipari. 
he's not even starting this year. And he knew based upon the recruits that were coming in, there was a chance that wouldn't happen. But he's getting a lot of playing time. He's the first guy off the bench. And he's having a phenomenal year. And he this year he will solidify the fact that he will be playing professionally somewhere next year. And and I say all that to say this, that Cal understands together everybody achieves more. He gets it. And he helps a lot, the right people, quality people, wrap their mind around this. He, he sincerely does. I mean, I'm looking at last night's box score, and I want you to think about this. Okay? In the last six games, six different people have led the team in scoring. Six different players. So, again, if you want to come here and shoot the ball 30 times and you be the man and everything run through you, Kentucky's not the place for you. But if you want to work together as a team and help everybody fulfill their full upside potential, this is the place. And we attracted some really good people from the the portal. Now, Kentucky had their opportunity. They could take in a lot of different people. A lot of different people, but the number one thing they look for is quality people, team players, who want to progress and do more. Uh, I look at Oscar Sheway. Oscar is the number one rebounder in the nation right now. He was at he was in West Virginia for a couple of years. Him and Bob Huggins kind of butted heads uh, when he left. Huggins talked bad about him. He's phenomenal. He's, he's the heart and soul of this business, or this business, this, this basketball team. Oscar Sheway. Uh, I look at Oscar. I look at Keon Brooks. In my opinion, he's the most important person as far as building his confidence. Keon's now a junior. He came from Indiana. He's at all the accolades, McDonald's All-American, everything else. He's never really got into a groove. And Calipari understands that we got to get Keon right to achieve our full potential. Uh, two games ago, he led the team in scoring with 27. He had 20. The next game last night, he had 10 points, uh, five rebounds, played a real solid game. But And, and again, I, if I look at the box score from last night, I want you to think about this. Oscar had 10 points. Keon had 10 points. Grady leads the nation in three points shooting. Grady had 10 points. Grady and Oscar came through the transfer portal. Okay. Ty Ty Washington, who got hurt in the LSU game and has had trouble getting himself back in a rhythm. Uh, Cal so smart. Uh, the two players that we have to get where they need to be is Ty Ty and and Keon, and every game prior to the day before, the coaching staff picks a couple players to talk to the media. This is standard in all games, all 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 around the country. So the, a coach will talk to the media and a couple players. Cal chose Keon and Ty Ty because he knows from a momentum mental mental momentum point. Those are the two that need to get their confidence back. And I say all that to say this. Uh, Ty Ty scored 15 last night. 
So we had Oscar with 10, Brooks with 10, Ty Ty 15, uh, Wheeler, uh, let me get back to Wheeler. Grady had 10. So the starting lineup is Wheeler, Washington, Brooks, Oscar, and Wheeler. So every starter had at least 10 points. All of them had 10 except Ty Ty and Ty Ty had 15. Wheeler, again, he got hurt. He's getting back in the in the groove. Wheeler's job is to get the ball to open people. He's he's number one in the country for assist. Number one, and he's phenomenal passer. That's his job. He doesn't need to shoot. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't have to shoot. Hopefully he can get the ball to the shooters. And he did not score last night, which was the first game this year. He didn't score anything, but I don't think he even shot. Uh, he shot four times the entire game and he wasn't on and he got the ball to the scores. And, and here's, here's the thing that I really want to share with you. Why this guy is so phenomenal. He looked at tape. He understood Alabama, how they collapse on defense. And he, he looked and he's talking about this. He said, I woke up in the morning yesterday morning and he said, I've been thinking about their collapsing defense and how they defend, you know, when the ball goes in the middle and so on and so forth. And he said, I knew what we needed to do. And I went to the more early morning practice that we had scheduled game day yesterday. And he said, guys, I'm tired. I know you're tired. We just traveled down here to Alabama. I don't want to take very long. We're going to take one hour. I want to get some really good work done. We're going to do something different tonight because they have this collapsing defense, so we're going to do something different tonight that I believe will open up the shooting lanes for everybody. And he said, Damian Collins, we're going to use you tonight. Now, Damian Collins is a freshman, a lot of talent, a lot of raw talent. He hasn't played a lot. As a matter of fact, he has not played the last five games before yet last night. Has not played, not been on the floor. He's been on the bench, but he's not been on the floor. But Damian Collins can jump out of the gym, can jump out of the gym. And they put this tweak into their offense where when Alabama collapsed with Damian in there, Damian would roll to the basket, jump up, they throw an alley-oop, and he dunked it. And he came in, Damian Collins, who hadn't played all year, but talent, had talent, has been in the gym working, and, and Calipari tells them all, wait, next man up, wait for your time. You're going to have your time. You will have your time. And last night was Damian Collins' time. And he ended up scoring 10 points as well off the bench. Alabama couldn't even expect him to be playing, much less do what he did. He had always free throws. He was dunking, rebounding. But again, the ability to sit back, look at the situation, then put together a, a game plan that would work. Is what he does not get credit for. They just say, oh, he's just a big, big recruiter and, and he just rolls the ball out and people play and perform. No, he puts together teams and this team of all the teams that I've watched in Kentucky is really becoming one of my favorite because they love each other and they talk about it. Man, we're, we're, we're all brothers. We're, we're it's us against the world because when you play at Kentucky, and you go into LSU or wherever, they're going to have a, a, a white out night where everybody gets a white t-shirt or they're going to give away, 
you know, free whatever. Uh, there's, there's, when, when Kentucky comes to town, it's the other team's Super Bowl always. When Kentucky basketball comes to town. And it takes a different type of leader to be able to handle that. And when they went to the transfer portal, he knew exactly what he was looking, what he needed. I mean, Oscar's number one rebounder in the country. He wasn't at, 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 at West Virginia and never would have been. Cal saw the talent. He saw what he could become and what he could build him into, and he is now the number one rebounder in the country. In the country, uh, Wheeler was a great assist person. He led the SEC last year, but he had six, seven turnovers a game. He said, "Cal said I can get rid of those turnovers, and if he can still do those type of assists, he's going to be a valuable piece of this puzzle." And and they brought him in, and he's cut down his turnovers. He's like averaging maybe one and a half turnovers a game now, and he's leading the nation, not just the SEC, the nation in assist. He brought in the best three point shooter in the country. Hit two, made score two thousand points at Davidson. Uh, Grady, Grady's unbelievable three point shooter. So again, he used the transfer portal to put together a team that. Last year, after the worst season in Kentucky basketball history, six and nineteen, Calipari, being who he is, said never again. And people were saying, "Oh, Calipari, the game's left him. He's he's old school. He's never going to be able to do it again. He'll never be able to." Do. And the fans were going crazy. The national media was all over him. You know, Cal's washed up. You know, it's a shame. And he came back and said, "Y'all just watch what we put together this year." And I would tell everybody listening, watch what we put together this year. Final four for sure. And I don't know enough about the other teams yet to predict a national championship, but my heart says that's where we're headed. That's what my gut says. I don't know yet, but my gut says that's where we're headed because I understand the coach, I understand the systems, I understand the psychology, I understand that he understands that his job, his job is to get every kid that wants one that comes and plays for him a second year NBA contract. That's where he lives, that's where he breathes, that's all he thinks about. He doesn't worry about alumni, he doesn't worry about the, 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 the jealousy of the professors at the university or anything else, he stays focused on helping those kids get what they want. So anyway, thanks for letting me regurgitate. Let me, let me get that out because nobody else wants to listen to my philosophy on Kentucky basketball. But guys, just watch what happens this year. Okay, a little over two years ago, I did a video training called The Number One Opportunity in Network Marketing for 2021. And, yeah, I I will tell you, I got it right. You know, and if you've been doing as long as I have and you understand what you're looking for when you're looking at it, you should be able to pull out what is the best opportunity. I should at this point in time, I believe, based upon what I see. And... You know, all I wanted to do, I mean, we went to, we went to work. We, I just wanted to prove myself. Can it or can it not be done today? And 2021 was a phenomenal year for, for us from a learning standpoint, from a financial standpoint. 
you know, Don and I won a couple of cruises and we're the top recruiters in the company four of ten times and so on and so forth. We met a tremendous number of phenomenal, phenomenal people that we're so glad to have in our lives at this point. But for me, it was like, does the opportunity exist in the marketplace today? Does it provide newbies? And again, 27 percenters when I say newbies to start from scratch and create a 250,000 plus income within three to five years and experience team, team builders to become millionaires. And, and after one year of working diligently with a lot of great people who are not afraid to work, uh, I had to say to myself after one year, uh, it didn't really tell after about 10 months, you're starting to realize it can't be done. It can't be done with any network marketing company today. And it's going to take major adjustments. So uh, around October last year, it was like, you know, I was coming to the conclusion, look, it's time to, to make some adjust adjustments. Uh, my expect to my expectations and you know really kind of go back to a a six figure income philosophy i like the 250,000 philosophy but let's go back to a six figure philosophy we're going to have to take lead generation to an entirely different level which frankly our team approach lead generation a level that no other team in the country does anyway, but we got to take it up a notch. It's like we can't say, well, we're better than everybody else because the competition is not with everybody else. It's with the person staring us back in the mirror. So I'm preparing myself for all this. You know, we got to take it to a different level. We're going to have to use some outsourcers or some things we're going to have to do. And that's where I was. And if you're not willing to do that, Dale, then, you know, you can just, move back into a coast mode and you and Donald can just chill and, and not worry about it. But I'd already made the decision, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm committed. I'm, I'm committed to this team. I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to take lead generation to a new level. I'm going to work on my expectations because again, my loyalty is to our people and I've watched the personal growth and development in front of my eyes over the years. I mean, it's been, it was like last year that watching the growth in people was just phenomenal. And I realized that's why I do this business is for the personal development and to see it happening in other people. But that's not why they do it. I mean, some are in it for the personal development and they certainly appreciate it, but most are in it for the cash. So how can we get quicker cash in people's uh, back pocket quicker? How can we do all this, get it through more people? more proficient, uh, and, and so my mindset's in a whole, in a totally different realm than it's ever been because, again, being the best does not mean that you're the best that you can be. Being the best does not mean you're the best that you can be. So uh, it was just phenomenal for me over the 2021. I mean, I sit back and I think about it, and it's like, man, it's seeing Alan and Camilla and Shelly and Bernadette and Boris and Winnie and Dave and... Tom and Viola and, you know, Kurt, Commissioner, Marilyn, Linda, Ernest, Paulette, Jewel, Philip, and many, 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 many more people that, that just start to get into a rhythm and understanding and to watch the personal development in their life was just so awesome for me, for me. And, 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 and it made it bearable. 
to see people like Carlos and Evan and Tim and a few others that just retreated and, you know, couldn't get through the whirlpool, as I've talked about many times. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, yeah, we had some that couldn't get through the whirlpool, but we had so many that did and so many that were getting into a rhythm. And, you know, it's just uh, we got to wrap the right mindsets around this rhythm. And, you know, maybe it's going to take longer to get to 250,000 or maybe we need to start talking about 100,000 again. I'm not sure. But that's kind of where I was and that's where my mind was and my focus was, I mean, intently. And then I got COVID. And really, when that happened, I was pretty sick. I mean, I was in the bed and I didn't get up. I didn't get out. And all physical and mental activity, you know, it kind of just stopped for over a week. I mean, you know, I, I was in a bad state. High, 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 104 plus temperatures. But it was during this emotional state. And, 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 and it was in this, I mean, I'm, all I'm really, when I, when I'm able to think, I'm thinking about our team and the business and where we're going to go and what we're going to do and what we need to do. And, you know, Don was giving me updates and I was trying to comprehend and it was, it was, it was rough. It was really rough, but my thoughts were focused on, you know, the business and the future and thankfulness for some of the awesome people that I've been able to meet over the last 12 months and what needed to happen to help them uh, get to their second, get to their second NBA contract for lack of a better term. But, but what was it going to take to help them get where they wanted to go? And that's, and that was the focus. And because the four stars had lined up for sure with this company, I mean, I knew it had. And a matter of fact, the, in November, they were voted the number one network marketing company in the world by Business From Home magazine. That summer, the product was voted the number one antioxidant in network marketing. So everything had lined up. And it was in that COVID state, I think, is when the fifth star really appeared for me. You know, and again, I'm kind of half in and half out. But it appeared and it got brighter and brighter and brighter. And the fifth star was the first webinar I did, I guess, after I came out of the COVID state. The first event I did for our team was sharing with them the fifth star. And that is that the emotional state of the market uh, is critical for your upside true financial success. And I don't want to come across like it was you know, something metaphysical or whatever, but, but, but it was definitely, you know, I, I would consider it very spiritual because it, I would have, prior to COVID, I would tell you, look, there's four things, there's four factors that are going to determine the upside potential. And during that COVID state, I came out of it understanding there's a fifth, there's a fifth star. And for me to, today, that fifth star is, is the most brightest without question. And I think about it and it's like, you know, you can have the best team culture in the world, the best team training systems, which I believe we do. You can have an awesome category creating product, which that company did. You can have the best compensation plan, which we do. That comp 63% payout, highest in the profession of any consumable product company. I mean, that's just fact. It's not Dell's opinion. They pay out 63%. 
Okay, they do. Uh, the proven ownership. I mean, the, the dude started in the field when he was 17 years old. It can't get any, any better. The four stars had lined up, but coming out of that COVID, I realized that there is a fifth star. And because if your product or service is not congruent with the emotional state of the market, the emotional state of the market, your upside financial potential is limited. And, you know, this is just so obvious to me at this point. And, and I think about this, and I've been thinking about it a lot. It's like, how did you miss it? And it's because I already knew that. But I had not put the emphasis and the importance on it. I mean, probably eight or nine years ago, I saw this trend starting to happen, not just in network marketing, but in all the people that were marketing, you know, different products through Shopify's stores and drop shipping and so forth. And, you know, this was eight or 10 years ago. I did an audio CD called Vanity Wealth. Uh, but that whole, co- that, you know, the people are very vain. And if you have a product or their service that appears to, appeals to their vanity, uh, then you're going to do extremely well. And, and again, I did, I talked about this in, eight or 10 years ago in, a, in an audio called Van- Vanity Wealth. It's probably still around on eBay or Amazon or somewhere, the CD. And so I understood it, but I had not solidified this as one of the most important, and today I think the most important aspect of that's going to determine the true upside potential of not just any network marketing business, but any business, period. I mean, look at the, all this NFT stuff that's going around all over the country and the popularity. I mean, the largest NFT site did a hundred million dollars last year or last month. A hundred million dollars. People buying crypto punks and board ape yacht club digital photos. A hundred million dollars. What is, what is all this coming from? It's a vanity standpoint. Vanity, and if you can appeal to people's vanity, you can create vanity wealth. And again, I don't have time. That's a whole nother subject, a whole nother podcast. But you kind of get what I'm talking about. So when when I came out of that, and and then we made the shift. So why did I make a shift? Why did I decide to pivot? And it was because I realized there's a fifth star, and if all five five stars don't line up, you don't have a chance in the world of really achieving your full upside potential in network marketing. So I went in the portal. <laughs> I had to go in the portal and come out on the other side of where, with the company where all the five stars have lined up. And I get into much detail on this and explain it in detail for you. The person that sent you this podcast can share that with you. or you, I'll put the link in the description. It's, the name of the video is called The Best Network Marketing Opportunity for 2022 and Why specifically exactly why and i get into detail about the five stars lining up and again you can check that out um get back with the person that sent this podcast to you or there'll be a link in the description below uh this podcast i guess i just want you to know my friends you know my suggestion is if you're not done playing the game open your mind open your mind up watch the video it should be obvious that for talented people, the transfer portal is open. The only question is, do you have the desire? And if you don't, I get it. But just make sure you're done playing the game. 
But if you have the desire and you have the wisdom, you've been around long enough, you understand red flags when you see them, and and you have you have the wisdom to to understand the power of having a box is your product that people plug in and that your real product is cash flow. <laughs> your product is cash flow and you have a box that people can plug in and they will never unplug uh, as long as it's making them a positive cash flow. If you, if you understand that. Uh, so there's your auto ship. It's like your auto ship is cash. It's, it's $18 a month, but your cash flow is 125. Let's say or $50. Or what if your cash flow is $22 a month? If you're making money, would you ever unplug the box? And once you start understanding all this, and, and, and if you've been around for a while and you're in a leadership position, then you, you do have the wisdom. And it's just a matter of do you have the guts to walk through the trans, to, to walk through the portal, to walk through the transfer portal. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And I think sometimes in network marketing, we want to relate it with something that it's not and it's business and you got to look at it like you would business just as uh, talented players who understand they're with the wrong team, the wrong coach, the wrong time in history and sports and they want to get to the NBA and they want to fulfill their full upside potential, understand sometimes that a pivot is necessary because real leaders always pivot. One quick final thought. Uh, for those of you that walk through the portal and join us, the only, this is, it's only going to last maybe a year, 18 months, maybe two years. It's really hard to tell right now, but once the Internet of Things network has been built out, then there will be no more boxes available in, in the market and the network will be built. So it'll be over. Uh, and I hope the, co- the company will continue to provide different opportunities. I was on a leadership call this past Friday afternoon, and they alluded to the possible fact that there'll be other uh, hotspot mining opportunities with other coins maybe available down the road and many other opportunities, but they didn't get into any detail. But that was kind of exciting, and I hope that's what happened. But happens. But regardless of what they offer, as a company, I mean, I can promise you that I'm going to be playing the game. And obviously, I would rather do it with Foxhole Friends. Uh, I would rather do it that way. Uh, but I'm not leaving the game. And, and I'm willing to pivot. And I'm prepared to walk through an entirely different transfer portal if necessary. I mean, I love the team building portal. Uh I do, but I also have proven to myself during my coast years that you don't have to have a formal network marketing company to be working with teams. I mean, Don and I did online auction you. We started that company and did uh, workshops and seminars all over the United States and had a great group of people that we were working with back in the day, teaching them how to create uh, cash flow with eBay. Uh, until, you know, Meg Ryan come, or whatever her name was, not Meg Ryan, Whitman. Whitman, Meg Ryan's the act. She's Seattle, sleepless in Seattle lady. Meg Whitman came in there and messed it all up for everybody. You know, and eBay was no longer the opportunity it once was. Now, thankfully, she's out and things are starting to heat up again and come back. 
Uh, it's different, but there's still a lot of opportunity there. And again, for me, I just love the game and, and I enjoy developing the right relationships with the right people. And, but I love the game and I'm going to continue to play the game and we'll continue to, to try to support those that are playing the game, whatever the game is. And if there's not a network marketing game worth playing, I ain't playing that. I would rather do something else, you know, but I'm always looking and thinking and I can't help it. It's just the way I am. I mean, uh, I think I mentioned probably on the last podcast or maybe it was a webinar that I did for our team. I can't remember, but I talked about how this year's going to be kind of a year of, of liquidation in a lot of ways for Don and I, because we have a lot of things I have, huge sports card collections and we have income generating websites and domain names and um, uh, three e-commerce stores and we want to sell a lot and liquidate because from a financial investment standpoint I'm I'm moving heavily into the cryptocurrency space but I'm always looking for different ways I mean today was kind of interesting because we're going through and we're going to start li- liquidating some of the sports cards. So we we're going through some things today. And we were looking at, I got, I don't know how many, 19, I'll get this close to right. It was 1983 or 1984 tops mint sets. And some baseball person will know, I'm trying to do this from memory, but I have several complete mint sets. And... We were looking on eBay and it's like they sell, they're selling for about $80 a set. And I'm thinking, you know, they've got Tony Gwynn rookie card in there, which is sells for over $500 if it's in Jim Mint 10 condition. Ryan Sandberg rookie card in there and others. Willie McGee, I think there's some, there's some really good rookie cards there that if they're, if they grade out at a 10, you can sell for $500,000, $1,200 a card. You know, and I hate to sell these whole complete sets with those cards in it for $80. And then I'm looking at, well, maybe we should just send off the, the, the valuable rookies, have them graded. And then there was 28 teams in 1983, 84 in the United States baseball teams. So if we pull out six of the best rookies, have, send them off to have them graded, uh, then that leaves 22 teams left, and we could take those 22 uh, teams and create uh, team sets, like every card from the Los Angeles Dodgers or every card from the, the everybody on the team, all all the players from 22 different teams. Now we're going to bust up, you know, the team sets, sending out these rookie cards, so we can't sell the team sets to. Uh, the San Diego Padres where Tony Gwynn, as an example, played. We can't do that, so we can't sell that team set because we're pulling Tony out. But the other 22 that didn't have a valuable rookie that year, we can sell those team sets. We started looking, and some of the team sets are going for $30, $40, $50 each. And then we have the rookies, and it's like you start doing the math and doing the numbers, and it's like you telling me somebody today could go on to eBay, buy 1984 tops mint set and break it up and, and turn that $80 into six or $700. 
or even four or five hundred dollars is that possible yeah it's possible so again i didn't mean to go down that that rabbit trail i'll probably do an article or something about it on online auction you but anyway there's just so much opportunity is kind of my point but at this point in time my thought is on the cryptocurrency market i can stay fascinated in that market probably for the rest of my life with DAOs and nodes and launch pads and everything else that entails within that market. And it's that's where all my education time is being spent at the moment. And it's really, uh, it, it, it's a lot to try to comprehend and departmentalize. But that's where my mind is. So if you want to, um, and I know some of you listen, well, Dale, I just don't understand cryptocurrency. I don't get it. How does this, how does that? And it's like, you know what? Listen. Dude, not understanding it is not an excuse. Not understanding it is not an excuse. You have to sit, take a breath, sit back, say, okay, do I think, based upon everything I've read, seen, heard, that this market, based upon the facts surrounding the market, is, is the future of finance? If you do, then it's on you to start your self-education journey. I mean, you didn't understand how to drive a car either. Babies don't understand how to walk. It's just part of life. You know, do you remember falling on your first bicycle multiple times? I I sure do. It's just part of life. I mean, there's some of you listen to me. You play musical instruments. You didn't didn't play Mozart the first time you sat down at the piano. There's steps. There's processes. And yes, the crypto market is more confusing than probably it is. The most confusing market I've ever tried to learn or study or or understand in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm too old to be learning the crypto market, you know, really. Uh, it's like, but I'm fired up about it. I'm excited about it. I mean, I see where this is going. And, you know, I wish I'd done it when I first bought Bitcoin, but I bought it as a store of value, much like you would gold or silver. I didn't understand it. The cryptocurrency in general was going to, replace the financial structures around the world as we know it. But I believe they definitely have that possibility. I'll be shocked if they don't. So if crypto is something you're curious about, I would recommend you go check out the book. You can download it free, the report, actually. It's at cmgcrypto.com. I'm almost going to get ready to jump off here, but i got to let you know about something else that was really cool that's just getting ready to come out. I heard at the end of this month, it's not a network marketing or affiliate program or anything, but it's really cool. It's a device that you that you can – I'm trying to think how big it is. It's kind of like well, – you can go check out the video. It's probably about the size of a um, a 16-ounce cup, a little bit less than that. Okay, it's not quite that big and not that bulky, but it's, it's about that size, maybe 7 inches by 3 inches, and it's a square box, let's say. And the bottom line is you can hook this into your fuse box on your car, and it monitors all your driving. It not, and some insurance companies do something similar, but this is taking all the data, how many miles, and it's taking all this information, all this data, and it's it's putting it in a database that is valuable to people like companies that make maybe tires, automobile tires, or insurance companies, or anything automobile-related that needs access to this data, then this company that's collecting all this data from all over the world is 
making it available to companies that need to access it for whatever whatever reason, and they're selling them the data. So the bottom line is, and again, there's so many projects like this or similar to this, it, it's fascinating. But with this product, it's you buy this 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 unit, whatever you want to call it, the data gathering automobile data gathering device and you plug it into your fuse box and the company pays you in cryptocurrency and there's a lot of different ramifications based upon what kind of car you drive how many miles you drive and so on and so forth but the bottom line is you get paid cryptocurrency and it varies based upon where you live in the world and all these other variables but you're going to be driving anyway so my whole thing is, how much does a box cost? You know, what can a Porsche Boxster, what's that worth from a data standpoint? What's Don's cars worth from a data standpoint? And can I make my money back? How much is the box? It was $300. Well, for me, if I can make my money back in a year or year and a half, I wouldn't put $300. I, we got two... Two of them coming, okay? I want two of them as soon as I can get them. Because, again, the way my mind works, I look at that, okay, what if I put 300,000? It's 300, but what if put some zeros behind it. What if we put 300,000 into a real estate project? How long would I have to wait to get a return on investment in that real estate project? It's going to be years, probably 15, 20, 25 years at the earliest. So if I can get any type of ROI on a, and within 18 months, a year, 18 months, two years, I'm good with that. So, and I just said all that to say this because I'm watching, and you can go watch the video. I'm going to give you the website. But this one kid, and I, he probably has no idea what he's talking about, honestly, because most of these people don't. Most people just say whatever they want to say and they don't feel like they need any kind of facts to back up what they're spewing about. And, and if I'm, completely wrong and I hope I am I apologize to this young man in advance okay I do but I just this sounded ridiculous to me he said based upon his data and everything he's looked at he's got one for he's already got them for him and his wife and he said he's expecting the tokenomics on it to pay him about a hundred dollars a day per box and I told Don, I mean, he may have misspoke. He may have meant $100 a year. He may have meant $100 a month. But in the video, he says $100 a day. So let's just assume in this guy's right, which I don't believe that he is. Okay, I just, I don't. I hope he is, but I don't believe he is. But if that's true, 30 days, $100, that's $3,000 monthly from a box that you bought for 300 if you have two of them, that's 6000 a month if two people are driving cars. Now, that seems outrageously crazy, but I've seen crazier things in the crypto market that were real. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, I have a whole article about this. You can go get the book that I talked about, uh, the, the report that we did on cryptocurrency and getting involved at... Uh, cmgcrypto.com and I'll, I'll put a link to this article uh, below the show notes or in the description uh, 
as well on the automobile crypto miner. Uh, that's it, guys. I could go on and on and on. Have a great, awesome week. Uh, I'll talk to you again next week on another session of the MLM Success Podcast. Uh, as always, your comments, your feedback, good, bad, it's always appreciated. Uh, YouTube's got it set up now on the back end for me, which is pretty kind of cool. I can go in there and easily respond to any comments, questions that you have on YouTube. So if you if you want to leave a comment or question the quickest um, regarding this podcast and you want a response, or you want to make sure I see it, the probably the best place is on YouTube. Uh, you can also ask questions. You go to mmhelp.com. In the top left-hand corner, there's an Ask Dale button. Feel free to do that anytime you would like. I'll be happy to try to give you some uh, feedback on any situation to help you in your business. Have a great week. Uh, I'll be speaking with some of you Thursday on Thursday's Team Pow Wow. Uh, if that if I'm talking to you, please make sure everybody on your team knows. And and I will tell you that the corporate call uh, they're doing a, like a State of the Union address from the CEO. He's had some major health problems that nobody really knew about. Uh, but regardless, uh, the corporate call is something you don't want to miss. Uh, for everybody else, I look forward to speaking with you next week on another session of the MLM Success Podcast. This is Dale Calvert. Have an awesome week, and I'll talk to you next week. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.